what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you walk close with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and it's my mission in life to do whatever I can to help you embrace the wonder of developing an authentic friendship with God. That's right, to know Him and make Him known. These are the two most important things in life. And if you pour yourself into getting to know God, it will transform your ability to make Him known. In fact, spending more time alone with God is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and certainly your eternity. So plan to join us each Tuesday as we grow in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I share some of the personal things we do to maximize our secret place times with God in an episode we're calling Reigniting Your Heart for Musical Worship. I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up singing to God in my private time with Him. It never dawned on me that I could or that I should sing to God by myself. But when I started doing this about 20 years ago, it turned my life upside down. Many think of musical worship as something we just do in church, even something that's more of the precursor to the sermon, something that isn't nearly as important as the Word of God. But have you ever considered why we read the Word of God? Isn't it to help us become the worshipers of God that we are intended to be? Could it be that we've got it flipped around once again, that instead of worship being something that is supposed to prepare us to hear the word that it's actually the word that is supposed to prepare us or compel us to worship. Isn't worship the end goal? Not musical worship, but worship in relationship with our God. This is what we want to challenge you with today. If you aren't spending time alone with God singing, along with spending time in prayer and in the word, you are missing out on a huge relational component of your walk with Christ. A couple things to expect. I talk about how simply listening to praise and worship music while you work is very different than actually engaging with God in worship through song. And Josh tells us all about something he calls Magnificat Moments. So let's pray and we'll get started. Lord God, you are the one true God and there is no one like you. I pray that you would guide our thoughts today and teach us more about how to worship you and connect with you through music. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, it's officially time to get things rolling with this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled, Reigniting Your Heart for Musical Worship. How's it going, everybody? Hey, that was awesome. Man, what's going on? Yeah, you just kind of, we got to switch it up every now and then, and I just kind of wanted to yell at the people. Yeah, and just wanted to yell. That's great, man. Um, Because you just yell at me and not at the people, though. That's right. Well, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Jeffrey! Yes! Jeffrey David Dio! Jeff- <laughs> JDD! Jeffrey David! It's time to start the Pure Worship Podcast, Jeffrey! Are you ready? Here we go! Oh, man. All right. Cool. So... <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? We're switching it up, right? And maybe people skip over this part, or maybe they just listen to this part over and over and maybe. over again. I don't know. It's going to be a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. Hey, so what's up, everybody? Seriously. <laughs> uh, we do want to get together with you guys on the Pure Worship Podcast. Boop, 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 boop. Da, 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 da. 
<laughs> no, we're really excited because we are continuing where we left off on the last couple of podcasts. Oh, yes. Jumpstarting, man. Jumpstart my heart. There it is. Here we go, man. That's it. Part man. three. So Part we, three. we were talking about in the first one. We were jumpstarting your prayer life. Mm -hmm. And then we moved into jumpstarting your relationship with the word, you know, just yep. kind of getting into the scriptures. And yep. what does that look like? How does that apply to your life? Yep. And now we are into part three, which we're really going to be talking about, like, jumpstarting our worship experience yep. just with us and God. And really yep. making it relational and practical and just kind of sharing some some tidbits of, yeah. of how you flow and how I flow yep. getting into worship with the Lord. Yeah, trying to make it real, you know. And again, I mean, we've highlighted this on the last two podcasts, but we really want, oh man, if, I, if you don't hear anything else that we're saying, we really want to help people make these spiritual disciplines, make sure that you're making them relational. Right? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that there, but you know, it can be such a really normal thing for us to kind of zone out mm -hmm. or just kind of do the to-do list, right? Right. Um, you know, you know, you're supposed to read your Bible, so you read your Bible. And you're like, you know, you open the book, you read it, then you close the book and you're like, I have no idea like how that applies in my life. Right. Nice stories. Yeah. You know, um, but being able to understand not only, I mean, of course, we want you to be able to apply the word when you read it to your life, but to understand that the word is a person. Yeah. That's, that's really what we want to help people understand is that it's, it's God, it's Jesus. They're revealing themselves, the spirit of God revealing selves to us through the word. Yes. So it's a relational component. So when you read the word, you feel like you're connecting with the person of God, right? The whole thing is in one word, man, it's intentionality. So yes, it's spiritual discipline, but in any good and healthy and productive kind of relationship, there has to be levels of intentionality. Yeah. I mean, it's with your kids, it's with your wife, it's with, you know, whatever. And it's really boiling down to intentionality. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's the same thing with prayer. You know, you can jump in, as we mentioned on the podcast, you can jump in with all your prayer lists, which you should. You should come to God with requests. That's a biblical thing, right? But you come to him as a papa yeah. instead of as a Santa Claus yep. or, yeah. you know, a relational thing. But don't just start with your requests, right? So same thing with worship. I mm. think sometimes we just know we're supposed to, to worship God. Yeah. Um, but Josh, for me, this one's a little different because yeah. I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with the idea of doing musical worship in my time. with Yeah. God. So what's your story? Like, what's your process of how did you yeah. get to this point that you are now? Yeah. Well, and it, cause it is, it's a big part of what I do in my time alone. We call it the secret place, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, call it the quiet time. If you want to call it the loud time, time with God, whatever. But it definitely has become something that is a major part, a major component of me just getting to know God, right? Mm -hmm. Again, when I grew up, I didn't understand this as a vertical connection point. I didn't understand mm -hmm. music as a vertical connection point. I saw it as very horizontal. Yep. It was community, which is good. Uh, it was theology, yeah. which is good as well. You yep. know, some hymns, some good theology, all that stuff, good stuff. But I never saw that as a gateway. Mm. That's one of the terms we've been using here as well, but a gateway yep. to God, like a connect point, an yeah. entry point, you know, for, for relationships. So, uh, I would say, and I've told a couple of these stories before, so I won't go into a long part of it, but the idea when I was growing up, you know, we only... I was always challenged to read my Bible and pray. Right. Those two components, which are great. Yeah. Uh, but it was almost, I mean, I joke about this, but, you know, it was like, 
if somebody came to us in church and said, Hey, uh, Josh, you know, there's no need to pray at home because we do that at church. <laughs> right. You know, I'd be like, uh, what? What are you talking about? Like we pray, you know, yeah. we talk to God. Or if somebody came to you and said, hey, Josh, you don't need to read your word at home because we read the, we studied the Bible at church. That's what you do at church. Hogwash. Yeah, right, right. I mean, but that was almost like the unspoken thought in my mind. It yeah. was like, oh, that's what we do at church. We do musical worship at church. Exactly. And nobody ever told me not to do it at home, right? But no one ever I, that I remember like encouraged me Hey, yeah. you should try doing this in your bedroom. You should try doing this in your car. Yep. You should, you know. Uh, and so it was like a new thing for me. And I remember being in Nashville uh, early on. This is kind of mid nineties, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, I was trying to make it as a musician. And Martha was kind of supporting our family, right? So she would go off to work, and I would spend time. Uh, with God every day. And I would get up early. You know, she had to leave early. I would get up early and I would start spending time with God. And I remember literally, you know, turning on some music and feeling like, okay, I've, I've heard other people talking about this, mm-hmm. that this is something they do. And so that's what I'm kind of hoping this is for somebody else, you yeah. know, like yep. somebody else was talking about it for me. I heard about someone else spending time with God, turning on a CD. It never dawned on me to turn on a CD right. in my time alone with God. In fact, I will say that the very first few times that I did that, I felt kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, it's so, it's so odd to me to think of this now, but it felt weird because I felt weird singing by myself. Yeah. Uh, but I really wasn't by myself. I was with God. Right. But right. it was this weird thing. I wasn't used to, I was used to the corporate setting yes. of worship and I was not used to me. I mean, I'm even a musician, yep. but it still felt weird for me. So I can imagine if you're not a musician out there and you're like, man, I, I don't know, singing by myself, that seems kind of weird. Yeah. But there's something powerful. And we talked about it in a previous podcast. You may want to go back and, and listen to uh, Aiding Our Awakening with Singing. That's another version. It's not the same stuff we're saying today, but another thing that shows us the power of singing. Yeah. There's such power in us lifting our voices, opening our mouth. There's something about it. God made it. He created this thing called worship. He created music. And there's some, he created us to be able to sing. And so there's something that happens that shifts in your in your heart when that happens. So I started doing that in my time with God. Yeah. And it became something, I mean, it changed my heart. It oh. opened my heart. And so that's what we want to do, really. We want to talk to you guys today about some of the practical things that you can do, yeah. whether you feel numb in the presence of God or when yeah. the songs come on or whether you don't know what songs to listen to yeah. or why you would do something like that. We're going to talk about some of those practical things that we do, even keeping ourselves engaged and how mm-hmm. we do that, not zoning out and yep. and all that stuff. So just some practical things. But you've got a scripture you want to jump into to kick this off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right in line with what you're talking about uh, when we were kind of prepping this, I thought of Mary, the yeah. the mother of our Savior, and uh, I, I just thought about, you know, typically this is shared in the Advent season, and here it is, man, uh, this is Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 46. Uh, the context is the mama of Jesus, Mary, is hanging out with her cousin Elizabeth, yeah. and uh, there's this kind of prophetic moment where she realizes kind of the magnitude and, and like the hugeness of what she's carrying in her belly. And she says this, she says, Mary said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, Hmm. man. One translation says my soul magnifies the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. 
because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant or his slave. This translation says, Hmm. surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercies from generation to generation on those who fear him. And he has done a mighty deed with his arm and he has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has stopped the mighty ones from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel mindful of his mercy, just as he spoke to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Guys, in church history, this is called the Magnificat. This is this prayer. This is this this worship moment where almost like we get a little telescope into this intimate moment, yeah, Jeff, like yeah. where we see, you know, I don't know who's hanging out there. I would imagine that this is just just her and the Lord. Maybe Elizabeth is hanging around in in the other room listening to this thing, but it's this worshipful moment. And guys, I think what we're talking about here on a practical level is, do you have Magnificat moments? Do you have moments that you're so overcome with the Lord that you just begin to sing forth your praise? You begin to declare his works and his wonder, just you and him. Nobody's looking. You know, I think of King David too, Jeff, you know, hanging out in the hills uh, in, in the wilderness hanging out with these sheep and he's just strumming on his lyre or his harp and he's crying out to the Lord and he's ministering to Yahweh just him on his harp and I'm just like man that's what I long for more and more Jeff in my own life is just moments that it's just me and God nobody's watching I'm not on a stage but it's just me singing to the Lord me crying out to the Lord in worship yeah I think too what happens here with all this is that it's this beautiful threesome, right? That's why we kind of did this in three parts. Yeah. You have this beautiful uh, marriage of worship through music. You have the word and you have prayer. Yeah. And when these three come together, it's like a, a three-strand cord that cannot yeah, be yeah, broken yeah. in your connection with God. Yeah. It's like, and we talk about this a lot right on here, the revelation and the response. Yeah. This is her response. Yeah. It's David's response. But to what? It's to a revelation. So you might think to yourself, well, I, I never really get that emotional. You mm-hmm. know, like, wow, that's Mary. Of course she's emotional. She's got the savior of the, of the world in her belly, right? Yeah. And, and so how does my life compare to, to what she's going through? Yeah. But man, I'm telling you, the revelation of what God has done for us through that savior mm-hmm. is amazing. And, and, and if we don't have that revelation in our lives, we're, of course, not going to have that type of response. Right. So that's why you want the word in your life. You want to be engaging with God in truth or revelation. And you want to be talking to him in prayer. And then out of that, there's just going to be this river yeah. of singing, a river of praise that's going to bubble up. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. do we always feel like doing that, Josh? I no, mean, no, no, we don't. we don't. I mean, there's lots of different angles to this, man. You have distractions. You have a lot of things going on. Maybe you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, man. I was just telling you, it's been a tough little season the last yep. couple of weeks. I haven't necessarily wanted to press into the Lord in worship, yep. in prayer and in the word. And it's, it's been, it's been kind of a distracting time. Um, yep. Yep. So first off, there's a couple questions I have. Like number one, what what do you do personally? Like how do you stir up the singing? Another question I have for you is like what do you do during those times that you're not feeling it? Yeah, yeah you know. For sure. uh, so I don't know what you want to yep. take first there, but that's really what we want to get into, guys. Is we want to help you because if you're not 
singing in your time alone with God. We really want to challenge you yeah. to add this component. Because I'm telling you, even if you're not a singer, uh, if it seems like it would be awkward, mm. I'm telling you, it will shift something in your spirit. It's going to help the Word of God come alive in your heart. It's going to bring new perspective in prayer. Uh, all those three things coming together. So if you're not singing, hear us saying, that's one of the main purposes of this podcast, is to challenge you in the secret place yeah. to begin to sing. Add that component. Don't allow yourself to think, well, we do that at church. I don't need to do that at home. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ways that God has created you to express love for him and relationship with him. So, so practically for me, uh, I realized that truth. And so I disciplined myself to do it. You know, like you said, there are days I, I don't feel like doing it. And there are days, I mean, I gotta be honest. Usually I don't like run down here and can't wait to turn on the, <laughs> the music. I mean, there's not really like, you know, I mean, I love music and everything, but actually engaging with God versus listening to music is two different things. Yes. And I would encourage you with that too. I wasn't really planning on saying that, but, but it is different to listen to music. Totally, man. Versus singing. Yep. Right. So let me just say that. Uh, some of you would say, man, I, I, we put on praise and worship in our house mm-hmm. and it's on all day long. And I go around doing work and doing all that stuff. And that is good. That's awesome. But it's still different than when you're completely focused. I would not call that the secret place. Yeah. If you're doing chores around the house or you're doing office work and you're listening to praise and worship music in the background, man, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Like do that. Yeah. Like definitely. But it's not the same thing as you completely focused alone with God, putting aside the distractions, all that stuff. So let me just say that. Uh, So I come down into my basement just about every morning uh, and I will have those three components of of singing, of of the word of God and prayer. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the singing part, I turn on my little computer and I'll start going through songs, you know, like, Hey, yep. let's see here. What, what do I want to, what do I want to sing today? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's real easy to kind of gravitate to the ones that I always get the goosebumps from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it becomes about the song. Oh, I love singing that song. Mm-hmm. seems like whenever I sing that song, I really connect with God. And there are some of those things that happen. You know, you, you have some songs that mm-hmm. seem to really help usher you in or help your mind stay focused, all that. But that, that is part of the challenge is kind of first First of all, choosing what songs yeah. uh, and going, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw these couple songs. You know, sometimes you can create a playlist, right? Like I've, you know, you could do your Spotify playlist of your favorite songs. I, I actually do have a couple playlists. I have one playlist that's fast songs. They're mm-hmm. all fast songs, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have a playlist that's all slow songs too. Uh, but I, I just will try to find either on the playlist or on an album that's out, you know, then I'll, I'll pick two or three or four songs that are in a row. Yeah. And then, or maybe I'll jump around or whatever, depending, but, but I will begin playing those songs and of course begin to sing along. Now, one of the things that I do, like, for example, I don't just wait for the singers to start singing. So, mm. you know, I, I will begin to sing even when the, during the intro yeah. of the song. I'll just begin to sing my own song. Mm-hmm. And we can talk some about that as well. I think that's a really, really important thing. So we will talk about that in a, in a minute. But you know, first and foremost, just getting your voice going, just mm-hmm. opening your mouth. Mm-hmm. And some of you, you just need to turn it up loud because yeah. so, you're like, I'm a little insecure about my voice or I, I don't know. I don't want people to hear me. So crank it up, man. I mean, turn it up loud. And then you can sing. And because and, I think it's powerful for you not just to be singing like real quietly, but <laughs> sing out. Yeah. Like lift your voice, the yeah. Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know? Lift your heart. Lift your song to the Lord. 
bored, right? There's I, something do, about I do that when I mow my lawn. Like, <laughs> I am like the crazy guy on my little crummy lawn boy tractor. <laughs> you know, the wheels are a little too deflated, but I'm like, Lord, I love you. And that's what I do. I sing while I mow. And yeah, anyway, awesome. I'm like psycho. That's anyway, awesome. keep that's going. Awesome. Keep rolling, man. But just there's something about it when you lift your voice. So you, and we say this on other podcasts, uh, one of the things I say in the book you know, is that your ears need to hear your mouth singing yes. the praises of God, yeah. right? There's something about it. So you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta lift it up, man. Yep. Sing yep. it out so your ears can hear. There's something about you opening your lungs mm. and just begin to sing out the praises of God. Yep. So get a song you love, you know? Yep. Of course, I would start with something that you know. Mm-hmm. If this is the first time to ever do this or you don't do it very often, obviously start with your favorite songs. Yeah. You know? But then it can move on from there too and you, you, you start... Uh, making it less about the song choice and more about the one who created music, which is go. the God of the universe, right? Because yeah. again, the song is just a tool. Yep. The goal is not to connect with the song. The goal is to connect with the Father yeah. through Jesus, through the power of the Spirit of God. And there can easily be, there can be some you know, uh, fine lines there because it's easy to, oh man, this is my favorite song, love this song, and I love to sing this song. Yeah. And you get the emotions of the song but you still uh, don't connect with the father. Mm-hmm. The song and the music man really is a facilitator. Yes. Right. I mean, I've shared this on this podcast before, but the word facilitate means to make easy. Mm. And wow. so I think that's, that's what we're talking about here. The reason guys, we're not trying to have your, you know, yourself manipulated, even as worship leaders, man, as you and I, as musicians, yep. we don't do music to manipulate people. We do it. So it creates a space and an avenue or a facilitator for people, for their heart and their mouth and their mind and then their voice to be engaged. Yes, yes. We want it all firing on all cylinders. When we share the gospel on the streets, man, the reason why we give Bibles out is number one, faith comes by hearing and yep. hearing by the word of God, right? right? But we don't just speak it to them. We have them read it and say it out loud because there's something beautiful that happens when your brain and your eyeballs and your heart and everything is fully engaged. And that's why we're talking about this avenue of worship. It's supposed to be the facilitator that makes it easy for you to kind of have everything come in alignment. Yep. It's almost like a really good distraction. Yeah. Like in a sense, I'm just thinking about this out loud here, but it's like sometimes if it's too quiet and you just start to pray, it can sometimes be easier to hear things around or be distracted. The music comes in, it helps you focus Yes. in. It's like, okay, now we're bringing in the banks of the river and we've got some space to flow, you mm-hmm. know? And so now I'm going to jump in to that river and begin to sing along with others who are doing this or whatever. Totally. So yeah, it, it helps, I think, bring some focus yep. to it. So again, you just got to trust us on this, that if you haven't sung in your time alone with God. This mm-hmm. is going to be something really powerful for you. Yeah. Now it might feel a little awkward at first. You got to kind of get in that flow. I remember kind of feeling a little weird at first when I started uh, singing in my time alone with God, but it quickly became something that I loved doing. Yeah. And you know, there were times when I would, there are times when I would, you know, just sing four or five, six songs and 30 minutes just goes by, you know, and you're just exalting the Lord, singing to him. And it's just beautiful. Wow, I love it. Okay, so I know that everyone out there isn't a singer like Josh and me, but you've 
got to know that there's a huge difference between being a singer and being a worshiper. I know lots of non-singers who are incredible worshipers, and sadly, I know many amazing singers who aren't very passionate worshipers. Remember, worship isn't so much about the music. It's about relationship, but music was created by God as a tool to help us engage with Him. It's a true joy, and of course, to be a worshiper, you don't need to sing in tune or with beautiful inflections. You just need to make a joyful noise. All right, I want to thank you guys again for all the comments on our podcast and for the encouragement that I continually receive from you concerning my new book, Awakening Pure Worship. Some folks assume this book is only for singers or that it's about musical worship only, but that's not it at all. Awakening Pure Worship is about just that, stirring up your heart to love God with your whole life, to walk and talk with Him all day long, whether you're in a worship service or you're outside doing yard work or you're in the marketplace closing that huge business deal. This book is for you. If you've already read it, I encourage you to buy it for a friend. You're making an eternal investment in their lives. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh talks to us a little about what Paul means when he invites us to sing in the spirit. And I tell a funny story about how my kids sometimes scare me to death when I'm downstairs worshiping God. So let's burn the fuse as we get ready to blast back into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast. So sometimes, man, I come and I, I kind of dig back in my history with the Lord. Yeah. And sometimes I go after like an older song, you know, like I've said this before too, man, uh, Sonic Flood, man, that, that old <laughs> CD. I, I sometimes go back to the pink or that silver album. And I just, because I felt, I remember those times that I had with the Lord and I go back to those old places, yes. almost like the Lord takes me back to the beginning when I was just, uh, just young and, and hungering after God yeah. or, you know, even deep digging back to when I was a six-year-old kid, some of the old integrity praise stuff. Like there were just certain times that I I remember, you know, uh, blessing and honor, glory, (laughs) that ancient of days. Like there's even to this day, even, you know, some people, my kids would be like, dude, what are we listening to dad? This is old and crusty. (laughs) There are some times that I go back to those old moments. Guys, if you're struggling sometimes, Maybe the freshest thing that you need to do is go back to an old yep. song or go back to an old memory that you had even when you were a, a kid at camp. Yeah. So I would encourage you guys to go back, but also create space and make room for something new. Yes. Um, be open to new ideas. Be open to new worship songs, new worship bands. And to be honest, man, that's something that I struggle with sometimes is sure. there's so much music coming out. Yes. There's so much good stuff. And uh, sometimes I want to just go back and, oh, I just want to go listen to my old vineyard tunes, you know, mm-hmm. from the 90s. Yep. But the Lord is like, nah, there's there's new stuff. There's fresh there's bread. New. There's fresh manna that you need to, yes. to receive. So I yeah. would encourage you guys, if you're kind of feeling stuck, either go back yeah. or go forward. Exactly. You know? Yep. And I would say... And this is what you're saying, but we have we want to have a balance of those things, right? So, because it's easy to get stuck in either thing. Yeah. Right. You can get stuck in the new, like oh, you know, all that stuff is old from the mm-hmm. past, and I just always want the newest, the latest, the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was a season when I was young that I was thinking to myself, "What's wrong with these these old people? They got all these songs that they love from the past, you know." And 
Uh, I've always determined that I was going to keep a, a heart open for the for the new songs. Yeah. But it has gotten a little bit more challenging, not because I don't like the new songs, but because you settle for familiarity with the old songs. I mean, it's yep. still something I press on to. Um, and, and, you know, a, a new song becomes an old song when mm-hmm. you embrace it. Right? Mm-hmm. It becomes a part of you. But, but I would definitely encourage people to have that balance. Yeah. Right? Go back and listen to old songs. Mm-hmm. But then I do. And, you know, let's talk about the practical side of yeah. this. Uh, of actually learning a new song. Like, okay, if I come down, I have some time in the Bible and I spend some time in prayer and then I go to my computer and I'm going to turn on some music. Well, let's say I just, you know, downloaded uh, a couple of the new Hillsong albums or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or or you got your Spotify list and you're just looking for something new and you know that the new Bethel CD just came out. Well, how do you engage with a song that you don't know? Yeah. I suppose there's lots of different ways. You could go to YouTube and you could pull up the lyric video uh, so you can follow the lyrics if you want to. Yeah. You know, that'd be something like that. Uh, one thing that I have done, I will discipline myself to bring new songs to the table so that I'm learning new things and keeping it fresh. And uh, part of the way I do that then is when I'm listening to the new song, I will listen. Sometimes I'll just listen to the words and I will agree with them as they come out. Other times, if there's a space in between the lyrics, I will repeat what they're saying after they say it. Mm -hmm. So just trying to help me learn it, you know. And then sometimes I will actually do that same song two or three times in a row. Yeah. So it starts to become something that I'm learning, you know. And by the third time, now I'm able to sing it out of my spirit instead yeah. of just out of my brain, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and so, but that's just something super practical. But I would encourage you, don't get stuck in all the old songs. Mm-hmm. Definitely go back, as Josh said, because there are some special places, yeah. some special moments, some wells that you're digging up again, yeah. Yeah. you know, and bringing refreshing there. But then step out into some of those new songs and, you know, do whatever works for you. Yeah. Use your playlist. Uh, look at the words on a YouTube video or maybe try what I was doing there where you can repeat after mm-hmm. them when they're singing. Yeah. Uh, and then repeat the song a few times so you can learn it. Paul Balash says it like this, man. Uh, he said, honor the past, but make room for the future. Yeah. And I think that's a really healthy way just on a personal level. Also, if you're a worship leader out there, I think that's a really great rule of thumb, man. Honor the past. Yep. Know the congregation. Know your culture that you're you're worshiping and leading in, but also make room for what God's doing now. Yep. And uh, man, so something that I, you know we were talking about, you actually in the mornings a lot of times break away from everything. You come down in your basement and you, you go after it and you know, you just, you kind of walked us through that opening your mouth. Sometimes you got, sometimes you get loud. Sometimes yep. you're learning a song, but man, listen, I'm a dad. I got three kids yep. and this can relate to some folks here uh, listening to the podcast. What do you do if it just seems like you don't got the space in your house to, to get loud yeah. and to jump on? Uh, maybe you don't even play a piano or something. I know for me, uh, just yesterday, my kids, I had one kid on a PS4. I had my little Josie girl riding around on her <laughs> on her scooter, and I just wanted to worship Jesus. So I got on my piano right there, and I was singing super loud, and, and what was super cool is... They get to hear that. Yes. They get to hear my secret place. Yep. And so I'm not saying that's good for all the time, guys. But sometimes yep. I would say if you're in my situation, sometimes you just got to almost just embrace the distractions and go after it and totally. uh, and bring your kids, even invite them into that kind of situation. But what do you do, man? Like, if yep. can you relate well, to that at all? Absolutely. There's tons of overflow because... Uh, you know, yes, we want to get alone and get the distractions out, but at the same time, 
you know, we got to do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. so, and in the moment, like that moment there, it just sounds so beautiful. The way that you stepped into it, invited them into it. Uh, they're doing their thing, but they're seeing that overflow in mm-hmm. your life. For me, it happens too, because again, <laughs> not too many people have like a house that's, you know, so big that, that there's no noise coming through. And like my, my kids and my family are still hearing me upstairs, even though I'm down here in the basement, mm-hmm. they're hearing the overflow of that. Cause I do like to turn it up louder, you know, at times and, and uh, they're hearing, so they know what's going on mm-hmm. down there. Uh, one of the things that has happened for me that has been fun when my kids are littler, especially Clara and Channing, Oh, this, this happened with Roman and Evan too. When they were young, uh, they would hear me downstairs uh, and I'd be, I'd probably be up before everybody else, but then they would wake up later and they would come downstairs. Mm. And now <laughs> the funny thing that would happen though, Josh, sometimes if we had to deal with this here, but, uh, they would actually scare me sometimes. You yeah. know, I'm like lost in the presence of God and I'm just like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All of a sudden I feel this little tap on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm freaking out! Like, I open my eyes. They, like, ah, they like stealth snuck oh, down. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know they were there, and they're all of a sudden right in <laughs> my face. Awesome, man. Or, you know, if I'm I'm down on my knees or something, all of a sudden I feel their breath on my cheek or something. <laughs> like, oh, my word, what is happening? It's scaring me. I mean, to the point where I've had to ask them, guys, like, I don't know if you, hopefully everybody out there can relate to that. Like, when your kid sneaks up on you, they didn't really even mean to, but they're just all of a sudden there, you know, yeah. out of nowhere. I had to say, guys, like you got to announce yourself. <laughs> Your dad's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and I don't want to have a heart attack while I'm worshiping God. Yeah. But out of that, then, uh, especially Clara, but I think I've done this with all the kids when they were little, especially, but I would invite them to come down if they, you know, sometimes they'd be like, hey, dad's trying to worship and hey, why don't you go back upstairs? I love you. You know, mm-hmm. go eat your cereal or whatever. But other times, you know, Clara would say, hey, can I can I dance with you? Mm. You know, and so I would pick her up in my arms and we would begin to dance mm. in our worship mm-hmm. to God together. And like you're saying, they get to see, they get to peer into this moment. Yeah. They see that dad has yep. something that is fascinating him. Yeah. That's beyond video games cool. and movies yeah. and all the normal stuff. Like, yep. why is dad down here? Yeah. Why does he have his Bible open? Yep. Why is he down there praying? I hear yep. him praying. I hear him praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I hear, you know, I hear him singing and I see, I've caught him dancing yeah. before yeah. down there. You know? I love that idea, man, of your kids catching, like my wife or me, <laughs> they catch me in the secret place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I caught you. Uh, and. Yeah. That's a really cool thing, and that's a special thing. So I just encourage you guys, even if you are just distracted and your kids, blah, 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 try to even just capitalize on that on those moments and make them a teachable moment for even your kids. Ideally, Jeff is totally right. We love, you know, just getting alone where it's just us and God. And but how cool is that? I just encourage you guys embrace those moments. Yeah. And of course you want to have some of both of those things. Like yeah. there are planned moments where you get your whole family together yep. and say, Hey, let's all sing together. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that we really aren't even touching on right now, but I would encourage both of those things. So you want times where you're just in the secret yeah. place by yourself. And then there's times that you have with your family where you're actually worshiping God. But mm-hmm. then it is sweet when there's a crossover that happens in there where yeah. your kids kind of catch you, your wife catches you. And uh, man, something really special can happen there. That's good. So man, as we're talking about this stuff, I mean, do you do you always feel like you gotta have words to a melody or like a, like a specific? Okay, I'm listening to Hillsong Young and Free, Bam, Alive is on, and I'm singing it word for word. Or yeah. would you recommend even like 
man, just go off of the grid for a bit and, you know, maybe talk about spontaneous moments that you might yeah. have. Well, that's one of the things that I really wanted to jump into because for me, I'm just trying to keep it real, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Like it may sound like we're super spiritual and everything, but we're just like you. We get distracted. Uh, I got all kinds of ideas about what needs to go on during the day. I got to do items I need to do for our family. I, there's just all kinds. I'm thinking about things that are going to happen at work that day. So there's all these distractions. And one of the practical things that I have found that helps me, because I, I don't know about you, Josh, but I could, I could put a song on down here and sing my, the latest Bethel tune and get to the very end of it and realize I have no idea what I just sang. Yes. I literally sang every word with my mouth, yep. but my brain and my heart were not engaged. Yeah. So I feel like I have to do something to help me stay engaged. Mm-hmm. And for me, I can be engaged with a normal song, but I also find that a lot of times it helps me if I do spin off a little bit and begin mm-hmm. to sing my own song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Because obviously I have to think about it more when I'm actually not just singing words that I already know, but it's actually something I'm pulling out of my heart. Like, what do I want to say to God right now? Let me sing that. So I'll turn on the music and then I'll begin to sing around and above and over and, Mm -hmm. you know, apart from the melody of the corporate song. And I feel like it helps me stay focused and I'll kind of veer in and out. Mm -hmm. Like I'll sing along with the chorus, but what happens for me, and I think this is really important. A lot of times people think, well, the only time to sing is while the singer on the song is singing, (laughs) right? Like, like I got to sing it word for word. And then when they stop or it's the end of the song, I wait for the next song to start, but you can actually sing through those transitions. And that's one of the things that I, that I do as well. So if, if there's a musical break between say the chorus and the bridge of the song, I begin just singing out of there. And so then when the bridge starts, I might be onto something else. Yeah. And then I'll come back to the bridge maybe later. I don't know. It's different every time, but, mm-hmm. but I have found that that spontaneous song, all mm-hmm. you're really doing, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but all you're really doing is setting your prayers to music in a yeah. sense. Yeah. You're just from your own heart. You're writing the song. Uh, and you might be like, well, I'm not a songwriter. Well then just sing Jesus. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Just sing. I love you. I mean, those yeah. are simple lyrics but just something from your heart that helps your heart and your mind engage. Yeah. Right. And then veer back into the song. What I do sometimes too with the spontaneous is I sing variations on the theme of that said song. There you go. To help me process what this actually means. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if it's saying something like, you know, you're the king of my heart and we're singing that. Well, then I might expand on that and sing my own song about what that means to be for, for you to be the king of my mm-hmm. heart. And so I surrender to you as yeah. the king of my heart. Yep. God, I reverence you because yeah. you're my king. Yep. Uh, you know, those types of things. So yep. I'll expand on it and yep. help helps those songs come to life for me in new and fresh ways. Yes. I don't want it to be just lip service. I want you to be the, like, and really guys, like you, you have liberty. You don't have to stick to the confines. That's what we're saying. Like you can totally just go for it, man. I know, uh, let me just ask you this, uh, just personally, has there ever been on a songwriting level, have, Mm. have there been songs that you've recorded or done or even brought to North Central University or whatever that have flowed out of those spontaneous moments? Can you think of those times? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, that's one of the things that I do with my distractions too, because I felt like at first when I'm having my time with God and I'm singing, 
I felt bad for having ideas. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you to not feel bad, but have a plan. So there has been times when I've actually, you know, stepped out of that secret place and began writing that song that Mm -hmm. I felt like God gave me. Mm -hmm. And there has been songs that have come out of that. Uh, One of them is the song, I Belong to You, that Mm -hmm. we did on a couple of recordings back. Uh, That song came out of me singing that, just that phrase, because I wanted to tell God, I'm yours. Yeah. You know, I'm not mine. I've been bought with a price. And so I wanted to sing that. So I began to sing this melody, I Belong to You, to another song that was already playing. Yeah. You know, but what I found that helps me when I get ideas, whether it's like it's a song idea or it's something I need to do later in the day, Mm -hmm. I have a notepad that I'll go over and just write it down real quick. Or I'll record something on my phone if I have a song idea so that normally I can go back and step back into that time with God. Uh, Because I don't want to let those be complete distractions every day where Mm -hmm. as soon as I think of something that's different than the song, then I get lost and I step out of the secret place. Yeah. But there has been, there's been some amazing, I think some really good songs that have come out of that beautiful place. What about for you? Uh, absolutely. I think of, uh, my wife, man, she was just, we were having kind of a a devotion time together and she just read Psalm 63 Mm, and I'm just like, you know, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly. I seek after you, you know, like that whole, it's a desperate Psalm. And I'm just like in 15 minutes, I had a melody to it and I was just worshiping on the guitar and bam, I wrote a song based on that. And it's, it's literally just the inspiration, the revelation of the yes. word that she had spoken to me that became praise and worship. Yeah. And so I think the majority, maybe we'll talk about songwriting some yeah, other yeah, time yeah, here. No, um, uh, but I think that so much of the songs that I write and melodies that come, uh, it, it happens that way yeah. where it's a spontaneous response out of the revelation and it just kind of comes forth. So yeah. guys make room for spontaneity. But here's what Jeff is saying, you guys be intentional to make room for the spontaneity. That's right. It, which is a weird Plan idea. Unplanned. Right. And yeah. make make space for it, which is yes. so goofy. And but yeah. have a have a pad yeah. and paper or, or a, a your pencil. phone or whatever. Yeah, you but know, just or... be prepared for those moments. Yep. Now one of these other aspects of spontaneity yeah. in worship is and you brought this up was the idea of singing in the spirit. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Again, man, I know we have a mixed crew here. Maybe you all aren't good old-fashioned Pentecostals. <laughs> but but guys, you know, neither was Jeff. That's right. He grew Come up on. a good Baptist boy. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, what's what I love, hap- what I see happening now is even John Piper, you know, a good Baptist voice into the body of Christ. He's even admitting like, man, I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I've been a practical cessationist. I've been in this spot of not making space for it in my life. Right. I believe in the gift of tongues. I believe in interpretation, but I'm a practical by the way I live and the way I do church. I right. don't make room for it. Guys, for me, I did grow up in the charismatic and Pentecostal stuff. And I sometimes I'm just going to say this straight up, Jeff, sometimes I don't have the words. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have a song that's inspiring me. Sometimes I just feel like it's man. I yeah, just, you're run out i mean right you're like ah which sounds so goofy with all of the zillions of songs and anointed worship bands and all that stuff but guys sometimes it's only my spirit and his spirit and sometimes what i do is i just sing i like i don't even got the words i don't have the brain capacity to even speak something intelligible to the lord Mm. and so here's where i'll back this up scripturally y'all this is first corinthians 14 and starting at verse 15 it says this what then 
I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit or with the spirit and I will also sing with my understanding. Mm. The bottom line is this. We go to the Lord in prayer. We talked about that in, in this first, you know, jumpstart episode. Yep. Talked about jumpstarting it, the relationship with the word. But guys, in singing, this is a whole other thing of if you don't have the words, just to begin having your spirit yeah. sing. You, you pray in the spirit. Yeah. You, you pray with your understanding. You sing in the spirit. You sing with your understanding. So guys, dig out some Paul Balash. Dig out let's a Bethel go. record. Dig out a Jeff Dio ah. Saturate album. Like, dude, that's such good stuff. But, um, you know, dig out some of this stuff, but don't be afraid to sing with your spirit as that's well. Right. Let your spirit engage. So a lot of times I end up singing in tongues when I don't yes. have the words and I just, yes. the meaning comes later, but I just have to be obedient and sing with my spirit. I think it's a beautiful picture too. Like you were saying about John Piper, how you don't make room for these ideas. You have this perception of Paul, yeah. kind of a hard nose, intense kind of guy. Mm. And he's, you know, he's in your face about all these truths and everything, but then you don't really picture him singing in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like people went out there like, what? Like he's sung, he's sung in the spirit. That just seems weird. Yeah. You know? But embrace this guys. Yeah. Don't avoid that verse. What's the reference again? It's first uh, Corinthians 14, 15. Exactly. Right. And he says, I'll do both. And yep. that's what we're trying to say too. Yes. Like, don't just do one, do all of it. You know, yep. I mean, sing in the spirit, sing, sing in the natural, Yes. pray in the spirit every day. Yeah. Pray in the natural mm -hmm. every day, yep. you know, but there's variances in there, but that's something that you can do as well. That's spontaneous, but it begins as you begin diving into this river of singing, you're going to find that there's this overflow that happens where you go to singing in the spirit. Yeah. Maybe it's because you ran out or maybe it's because you were just getting started. Right. I mean, it could be right. one or the other, yes. right? I mean, Absolutely, man. It, it was, it was the overflow mm -hmm. uh, or you either ran out of what to sing or you were, you were so filled up that you had the praises bursting forth from your lips, you yeah. know, and you couldn't do anything other than sing in the spirit. So man, as we wrap up this podcast, I, I have something that it could be helpful. Yeah. When you guys get in your secret place, when you guys get alone with the Lord or even with the distractions swirling around, but you just, man, you're just hungering after the Lord. What if you asked this one question? What, what, what if you said, Father, how do you want me to worship you today? Mm. And just having that be a moment of obedience and a moment of discernment where you're saying, Lord, how do you want me to worship? Do you want me to sing in my spirit? Yeah. Do you want me to sing uh, a certain song, a spontaneous song with my yeah. understanding? Do you want me to sing a Hillsong song to you? And just ask Jesus, man. What One of my uh, favorite worship leaders, Chris McClarney, he mm. has this song, Your Love mm. Never Fails. And to this day, I mean, I know it's a few years old. I still love this song. And the history behind that song is he said, he said this, he was crying out to the Lord in his office. He says, God, I want the songs of heaven. Mm -hmm. Give me the songs of heaven. Mm -hmm. And Jesus responded to him. He said, Chris, I already have the songs of heaven. I want the songs of Chris. Mm -hmm. And what a cool picture that was of just having you respond yes. to the Lord in your own yes. tongue, in your own way, in your own spontaneity. And so, man, we just want to bless you guys and encourage you to do just that. Yeah, it's good. 
Well, Lord, we just thank you so much for what you've been doing in us, through us. I pray for everyone listening right now. I pray that you would encourage them, that you would draw them into that secret place. It's a beautiful invitation. Lord, we know it's not an obligation. It's an invitation. I pray that you would turn that for people. I pray, Lord, that you would awaken this heart to worship through singing and through music. Lord, you have created these things for our benefit. They're gifts to us. Lord, let us receive them and walk them out. I pray that these, that those who are listening would open their mouths, begin to praise you and worship you, Lord, with singing, uh, with dancing, with celebration, Lord, on their knees, on their faces, Lord, before you. For you are an amazing God, and we worship you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for being faithful to join us every Tuesday and for jumping in with us for this week's episode, Reigniting Your Heart for Musical Worship. I really want to emphasize the idea of you beginning to grow comfortable singing your own spontaneous songs to God. There's just something about rocketing personal lyrics from the depths of your heart straight to God. Take Psalm 22.3. God inhabits the praises of his people. Did you know the Hebrew word? word for praise in that passage is tehillah, and tehillah means to sing a spontaneous song to the Lord. Isn't it incredible to know that God lives in this type of praise, the song from your heart? Hey, as you know, I'm taking a team to Mozambique, Africa in May. If you're interested in joining us as prayer or financial partners, please check out the link on my Facebook and Instagram posts or email me at info at jeffdio.com. Okay, on our next podcast, we're going to share a brand new message that I preached at North Central University called Reverse Godology. This message is going to serve you by helping you identify the lies of the enemy. So God bless you and we'll see you next Tuesday for another powerful episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.